The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, Rick Renner talks about life in the combat zone. I think evil is trying to stop the, the work of God, but evil will not prevail. It never does. It thinks that it's winning. But you know, a, a great example is the early church. The early church decided that they were gonna stay the course, they were not gonna surrender, they were not going to be moved, and James eventually, those evil powers collapsed. Totally. Robinson, Betty and I welcome you to life today. Rick Renner is pastor of what has to be the largest evangelical Protestant church, uh, perhaps in all of Russia, in Moscow. And it is the uh, good news. It's a real gospel church. Rick just sent out, not uh, too many weeks back, uh, this book, Life in the Combat Zone. I assume you'd just been written. He actually told us yesterday it was written some time ago, but for some reason he felt really impressed that we just needed to get it into the hands of the people today. The minute I read it, I said, this is like a message from God for now. And when you realize that he is actually talking about Paul, the apostle, really when the time of his departure is at hand, Paul said, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm about to leave. And it wasn't like he was sad. He, he, he was rejoicing. And he talked about there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me, which you know he's going to give me and not me owning. This This is a really, and let me just say welcome Rick, because I want him to be in on this as I finish it. Rick Renner, Rick's so glad to back like that. One of the things that, that really moved me, Rick, was when he said, he's going to give me this crown, but not to me only. But to, but to all, all them that love is appearing. And here's the thing, it's always amazing how Paul, experiencing the fullness of Christ, could always move from himself to seeing others, to seeing his neighbor. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I pointed out, and, and you, you may be able to say, James, something in the Greek will kind of correct what you think there and I'll expand upon it, but I know you won't make me feel bad while you expand upon it and correct. But here's what I believe. I think a lot of people look at that and they say, well, he's excited about his appearing and Jesus is coming and all these people are excited about his appearing. But I got, I got to tell you what I believe in my heart too, because I know we're going to be excited when he comes. Mm -hmm. But I believe Paul said, People are going to be excited about the manifestation of Jesus, period. I'm caught up in his glory. I am suited up in his glory. To me, when you talk about life in a combat zone and you got this guy suited up, I mean, you're talking about an armor, and a part of that armor has got to be the glory of God as well as the grace of God all over us. Does that make sense that he's actually talking about people just recognizing the manifest presence of God, which I think all our viewers ought to get excited about? We can see Jesus in the lives of the believers in our life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, that light wants to be radiant in our lives. <laughs> and it's a very powerful light. Yes, it, it drives is. out darkness. Yes. It does. You know, Brother, Brother James, when the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, Timothy was really living in a combat zone. Nero was the emperor, and Christians were being persecuted all over the Roman Empire. A big fire had happened in the city of Rome. And Nero blamed the fire on Christians. Yeah, you said that in the book, which a lot of people don't realize. These, these bad emperors like to blame everything they could on the Christians to get intensify the hate. You know, this is really an amazing book. 
This, well, it is an amazing book. This book will little, literally walk you into the New Testament. No doubt, no doubt. But Timothy was facing a real combat zone. He had members of his church that were defecting because they were afraid they were going to be killed, and that was a very real threat. Mm-hmm. He had people that he had depended on in leadership that were betraying him. He had such a combat zone. And Paul wrote to him in 2 Timothy and told him how to survive the combat zone. But the reason I released this book right now is because today we have a new combat zone. Mm-hmm. For example, when I come back from Russia to the United States, I love the United States, but I am pretty stunned by what's happening in the United States. It's like delusional spirits are working in the nation. People are believing nonsense. Yeah, they've gone from deception to pure delusion. It's, it's like it's insanity ruling. Yeah. It's delusion. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter one, verse chapter four, verse one, that in the latter days some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Exactly. That word seducing is a Greek word which really means delusional spirits. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. I mean, forgive me if I'm crossing a line I shouldn't cross, but if we're living in a day when a man doesn't know if he's a man and a woman doesn't know if she's a woman, uh, we're dealing with serious delusion. And you could be arrested if you say ma'am to someone who says they're a sir, even though they look like a ma'am. You you can't call somebody a she or a he if they don't want you to. Somebody was just arrested this week in the United Kingdom for doing that. You are kidding. No, they just were. Well, you know, in Matthew 24, the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now think about it. Jesus could have mentioned politics, wars, all these things first. But what did he say first, foremost, above everything else? Take heed that no man deceive you. That word deceive is the word delusion. And Jesus was trying to jar the disciples and us to realize when you come to the very end of the age, you'll know you've come to that time frame because delusion will work in society on a mass scale. And delusion and deception is the main sign we're at the end of the age. And isn't danger on the heels of that and destruction? Because what we're finding today is that there's an all-out assault on people that hold to the reality of a creator God, Mm -hmm. that we actually have a a standard that is reliable, the Word of God. Absolutely They are now denying the Word. They actually change the Word into a lie professing to be wise, Romans, and Paul is writing right there in Rome to the Romans and to the Christians. This is what's happening. You're actually given over to be controlled by appetites, which I'm showing you what these choices do. They will lead you in a bondage and a captivity to your own appetites, even those that are not even normal. But then he goes on to say, the whole nation basically is given over to this delusional, mm-hmm. irrational, reprobate mind where they can't tell right from wrong. It's Romans from chapter day. one. And exactly like what Isaiah said. But at the end of it, I think a lot of people overlook these verses, they'll not only be doing them, but they'll be giving hearty approval to those that do them. That means they are actually voting approval on it. And that's what the American people are being asked to do. If you stand against that now, you're threatened with prison or some kind of punishment or some kind of fine. In other words, there's an all-out assault against the reality of God and the Word of God. But that's what was happening here. Exactly. Precisely. Same thing. Which means the early church, they were being persecuted for their faith. They were being persecuted because they didn't agree with the culture around them. But you know what? We are not called to conform to culture. We are called to change culture. Yeah. 
We're not to flow with the whim of the times. We are to determine the times. And if we're a little odd in the world, that's okay. We're called to be a little odd. We're not supposed to be like the rest of the world. It's okay if we stand out and if we're different. So Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Timothy, there's a way for you to get through these rough times. You will make it through these times. And I think it's really important for your listeners and for believers to know it's going to be okay. We have the armor of God. The armor of God works. We have the Bible. The Bible is an unchanging, fixed, absolute truth. We can stand on it. It doesn't mean we dig in a foxhole. No. And hide. It means that we go out. We don't hide in a cave. The ones that were doing that were the ones that Isaiah said, who is so blind as my own servants and and dull of hearing as those people who are my messengers. Stop this nonsense. Open your eyes. See through the eyes of Jesus. See opportunity. See the enemy as a force to be overcome with the power of love and the transforming power of gospel truth. Because if you had perfect laws, you can't control lawless people. So without the transforming power of the gospel, you can't keep even a good law without your heart changed. We're supposed to be taking the gospel to everyone, and you're seeing the gospel change people in the former Soviet Union. You're seeing the power there. Are you seeing the gospel change people here even in leadership and seeing a force of evil come against that as though it has to stop it? Is that what you're looking when you see outside our country looking in at us? I think evil is trying to stop the the work of God, but evil will not prevail. It never does. It thinks that it's winning. But, you know, a great example is the early church. The early church decided that they were going to stay the course. They were not going to surrender. They were not going to be moved. And James, eventually, those evil powers collapsed. Totally. Evil empire collapsed. Now, it didn't happen quick. No. It took about 300 years. But you know what? The point is they were committed to stick with it regardless of how long it took. And likewise, in any country of the world, if you want righteousness to prevail, you've got to stand. You've got to keep standing and determine that you're never going to surrender your territory. In fact, the word patience that is used in the New Testament, it's really the Greek word hupomene, can be translated endurance. But the Greek word hupomene, patience, describes people who have made the decision, we're not budging, we're not flinching, we refuse, refuse to surrender our territory or any principle or any promise that we have gained, we will never relinquish it. We have to have that commitment. We have to have the attitude that the enemy will not prevail over my family, over my marriage, over my community, over my city, over our county, our state. We really have to think as the fields of the Lord, we're the first field that's supposed to bear good fruit. Mm-hmm. Paul said it right in Corinthians, you're God's cultivated field. And so if we allow God to produce that spiritual fruit in us, then we have oversight of all that God's given us and we can see the rule of God, the reign of God, the glory of God, the benefit of that oversight in incredible fruitfulness. Now here's what I see. And you again, you correct me if you feel like I'm not seeing clearly. I'm seeing the enemy tremble at the very possibility of the light dispelling the darkness of love overwhelming the hate, of a holy supernatural unity and harmony 
overpowering the dissension. And in a democracy where you still have the right to choose your leader, you don't have to have King Caesar, you don't have to have Pharaoh, you don't have to have Potiphar, you don't have Uncle Sam to depend upon. You can have a government of the people, by the people, for the people, only if they're involved. Right now, the stage is set for people to say these things, like ripping a baby out of the womb of the mother, right. allowing a baby to be born and die. That is, that is the father of not only lies, but Jesus said he's a murderer. And you can see which father is controlling a lot of people in Congress and a lot of people in office. But in our day, we can vote every single one of those people out of office, just like we don't have to have a crack house or a, a, a sex trafficking house or a, 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 an alcohol, uh, uh, let's say, saloon right there on our street. We can keep the field around us clear. Does that make sense? Christians oh. can do that. And in a democracy, we could vote out every person that clenches their fist in the face of God. You can do that, but we don't have to let people clenching their fist in the face of God control our life, our future, our destiny, and destroy our freedom. Does this make sense? If Christians will use their feet and their voice, they can change everything. I mean, you're living in a country where you have the right and the ability to really change the situation. In China, they can't do that. In Vietnam, they can't do that. They're countries where their voice makes no difference. But in this country, my goodness, the church is so blessed in this country, if they will seize the opportunity, they can vote all those guys out. They can vote righteousness in and truly change the situation. Well, you, you point out that Paul was telling Timothy that he would live as a good soldier of the Lord Jesus. He would not allow the things of the world, the conforming influence and power of the world to shape him. He would be shaped by the transforming power of God's truth and suited up in the armor of God, which you teach so clearly, even when you're going back and pointing out Paul's reference over and over to Timothy and the New Testament Christians, what he taught the Ephesians about putting on the armor of God. And you've mm -hmm. got a phenomenal book on that subject. I believe that God led you right now to release this, and I gotta be honest with you, you're watching God do miracles in Russia right I now. I am, I really and am. It, it, and, and a lot of it is because people have prayed around the world for that in God's answer prayer. It is. But I kind of think you wrote that and brought it here because you saw the stage set for America to have a miraculous supernatural course correction and see an awakening. And you knew that we were going to have to be suited up and determined just like he was getting uh, Timothy ready. That's what I feel like. That's when it came to me. I felt like in a way it was more than a wake up uh, call. It was a suit up call to go and win because the stage is set for victory. I felt like that's why it came to us now. Am I missing mm. something or is that part of the reason why? You that's exactly why I felt that book was to be released right now. But the, the combat zone is in front of the church in America right now. And we have to make the decision to enter into the field, to exercise our authority, and to take what belongs to us. This is our moment. And really right now, what a moment God has given America. Really? We are living at such an amazing moment yeah. when things can really change. And we're seeing and they God, are changing. We're seeing God use people you never would have imagined him using. Isn't that enjoyable? And, yeah, and people taking a stand for what Christians didn't seem to have the courage to stand for, you never would have thought they would stand up for the very things that condemned the way they had lived most of their life. And they realized 
that I live for something less than what we really want. And it's like people suddenly want the best for others. And Brother James, I want to tell you that the church in America is very important. Our voice is heard around the world. And believers around the world are praying right now. And watching us. And they're watching America. They're praying for the church to rise up. They're praying for righteousness to prevail. Because if righteousness prevails here, guess what? It's going to reach its tentacles around the world. It's very important what happens here. It's amazing how many people I hear from in Australia who say you don't have any idea how fervently and faithfully we're praying for you because if freedom fails there, we're all in trouble. In the UK, all over Asia, all over Africa, we're praying for you. And in the Soviet Union, they're praying. We're praying for them. Listen, Thank you. I believe the stage is set, I think, for the greatest spiritual awakening in the history of the world. I have said to our viewers, if Jesus is coming back for a bride adorned, dressed in his glory, isn't it high time we get adorned in that glory mm -hmm. and show the world yes. what Jesus really looks like? I personally think that's the opportunity God's giving us. And really, I think he's given us a special opportunity here in America to let the whole world see the greatness of our God. And that's been your, that's been your cry for years. It's been my cry. And I it's appreciate it so much. I want to live to be an answer to Jesus' prayer and see his prayer in John 17 answered in our day. Yeah. Would all of you like to see that where we really become supernaturally one in unity so the world will know we're his disciples because of the way we love one another. Amen. Would you join me and Betty in just saying a great big thanks to Rick Renner for pastoring in Moscow, but also for sharing truth with us. Rick, you, you're just a blessing. We, we want to, I want you to have this book, and, and here's what I ask you to do. You, you can go online, get several copies. I think it'd be great get one for your pastor or some uh, teacher uh, for your family. But let me just say this. We, we're trying right now with your help, because you're the ones that inspired us to do it, to rescue those that have been trapped in sexual trafficking. I mean, they're in, in prison right now and being used basically as sex slaves. And, and what we're asking you to do is help us set them free. Uh, you, you're going to see right now the reality of what we're talking about and what love does. But if, if you'll help us, we've got some gifts that we want to send you. A beautiful name of Jesus, a throw that's so pretty. Uh, we've got the promises of Christ in a wonderful devotional book. You've got the, the beautiful bronze here with the arms of the shepherd. And boy, I want us all to live in the arms of the shepherd. He, he sent us out uh, like sheep in the midst of wolves, but not to be slaughtered. He wanted us to live under his watch care and like you say here, fearlessly. And so we're going to send this to you also. You just do this. You just be an answer to someone's prayer and help us rescue these that are trapped and used as a sex slave. I think you're going to want to do it. Watch closely. There are battles raging in dark places like this, an ongoing struggle of good versus evil. Young girls, many of them children, are at this very moment exploited and controlled by depraved sex traffickers. This sex trafficking, this is evil from the pit of hell, and it's well-financed. They're just little 
broken girls who've been captured from their villages, you know, fooled into we have a great job for you and suddenly they find themselves drugged and in a tiny room and waking up beside some older man. I was in Southeast Asia two years ago. It is so much worse. It is so much darker now. The need is urgent. So we need your help right now. On behalf of the children, to do a battle in Jesus' name against the darkness and to say, no, we will not allow this to go ahead. Those who walk in darkness have seen a great light. On them has the light shone. We can say to those who think they have no hope, there is a hope. His name is Jesus and we're coming in his name. Sheila, thank you for showing us Jesus so clearly. Thank you for putting the arms of love around those that are so overlooked. Please, please, please hear not just my heart, but the heart of, of God for all those that you just saw, little girls trafficked. I, it's hard to even fathom that we can get so defeated that our appetite draws us to that which is so unnatural, so horrible to even consider. And yet the beauty of God's love sets those precious ones free. Our individuals who are in mission work and rescue work will reach out, rescue, and then restore those. Many of them before the uh, trafficker gets them in total bondage, head them off, and then actually miraculously set them free. Betty, our viewers moved us to this. We, we showed our viewers years ago a problem and said, just pray about this. And our viewers said, we don't just want to pray about it, we want to set them free. And miraculously, thousands and thousands have been reached and rescued and restored. Thank you for doing that. What we're asking you to do, and Betty, just today, I found out from some of our staff that the matching gift, $320,000, given to double what you give. In other words, it's $128 for a year to reach, rescue, and restore one of these who are trafficked. And our wonderful friends like these with us, they said, we want to do that. And many of them are giving $15,000, $35,000 to say, we're going to match what you do. Why would they do that? The love of God. And if you, right now, you give $128, you don't rescue one, you rescue two. Betty, you know how I press for people to go way beyond what they normally consider. And thank God they do it. I say, can you give $1,280 and rescue 10? And you know what? <laughs> you say, I can, I will, but, but listen to this. You give that 1280 now and you just rescued, you rescued 20. That's right. Because of the love of God through people who said, I'm gonna match what you do. Only God can move people like that. Betty, I know we're gonna sit here and pray right now that every person watching who can give will make a gift, whatever it is. And I believe they're gonna respond. I do too, and I, I, I just trust that you're gonna do that. And remember, whatever you give will be doubled and it will go so much further and you're gonna rescue these precious little ones. You know, the thing is, it's so beautiful is, I just talked about it being love. It was love that inspired people to point us, not just to call for prayer, let's set them free. We're willing to do it. And then to think that because our viewers are so excited, 
People say, I'm going to double it. That means it's really on their heart. Father, I pray everyone watching will make the gift you put on their heart, giving life and freedom in Jesus' name. Would you dial that number? Would you go online, get your bank card, and use it like a check? That's the way you always use them, wisely, like a check. If you write a check, make it to life. It'll be doubled. If there's any way you can help us rescue with a gift of 1280 please do it. But whatever the gift is, it's going to be doubled. Thank God for his love through you. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be double to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Promises of Christ gift book filled with beautiful photographs, scriptures, stories, and commentary from James Robison. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Names of Jesus Throw. This beautifully woven blanket features the names of Jesus in many languages. It'll make a lovely addition to your home and serve as a beautiful reminder and spiritual comfort to the Lordship of our Savior. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. I just thank God from the bottom of my heart for your help, and then I want to just say something I mentioned yesterday, and I have been talking about, you know, Betty and I are over 50. The majority of a population is, and ever increasing in that number. And yet you have the ability to impact the world with God's love and with the resources that he's entrusted to your watch care. Let's invest them in kingdom purpose. Let's lose and live our lives in his kingdom purpose. And Jesus said, you'll find it. You not only find it, a lot of other people find it because you found it. Lose your life to find it in his kingdom purpose. It's the only place you'll ever find abundant life life in the fullness of his glory. We're sending you life in the combat zone to say thanks if you just help us share freedom with someone. Would you all join Betty and me again saying thanks to Rick Renner. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Please tell your friends to watch life today. And let's, let's get the arms of God around the world. Let's show them his glory.
Ambassadors for Life are people like you who see need in the world and want to do something about it. Contact us to start a fundraiser today and change someone's future. That means we can take every thought, every suggestion, captive, obedient to Christ. Tomorrow, understanding the power of walking in the light. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.